welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hello, this is Buddy C. Welcome to the Tao of Understanding Recovery Podcast. Today we have Kate and Marla and Dennis and Drew and Matt and Craig. Hope everyone's doing well. I still want to remind everyone about our 9 p.m. Eastern meeting that we have every night. That's really a great meeting. Uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, you can get there, zoomaameetings.com or go to the, uh, the AA repository of meetings and type in fourth dimensioners. That's our name is the fourth dimensioners. Great meeting, open discussion every night except Saturday and Saturdays. We have a speaker meeting. So get there early. We book out at 100, um, at least three to four nights a week. So good meeting. Symphony of a Seabird. Any thoughts on this before we we read? This was a little dry to me. I, I don't... I didn't get uh, right off. I really didn't get a whole lot out of this. I hope some. I hope some of you guys have something. Yeah, I mean, the, my general thought is, it it's about honoring someone other's true nature and honoring your own true nature. Oh, okay. And going against your true nature or somebody's true nature can literally kill them. That's. Hmm kind of the general idea of what I got from it. Okay, cool. And I was proud that I might have understood it, too. (laughs) Uh, Marley, you want to read for us? Sure. Let's just read. I'll tell you what, it's two pages. uh, Just read the first stanza and let's talk a little bit about it. The first stanza. All right. Uh, Symphony for a Seabird. You cannot put a big load in a small bag. Nor can you, with a short rope, draw water from a deep well. You cannot talk to a power politician as if he were a wise man. If he seeks to understand you, if he looks inside himself to find the truth you have told him, he cannot find it there. Not finding, he doubts. When a man doubts, he will kill. Huh. It's extreme. Yeah, but isn't it true it's like when you corner a wild animal? They, they attack. You know, when a man doubts, he has fear. Lots of fear. Yeah, Dennis. Yeah, I kind of doubted on the on the on the last on the last line. He will kill. I thought that was a little extreme, but but yeah, with with doubt, I can see the fear. What you said there. Uh, I lost what the first one was, so so I'm probably going in the same direction as you guys there. But I kind of like the beginning. It's so similar to, to, to reading the Tao, right? I mean, if you you cannot put a big load in a small bag, and then we go the opposite way. You cannot draw water from a deep well with 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 uh, with a short rope. Mm-hmm. So uh, I kind of like that balance thing. And also, we're looking for the truth, and I'm kind of kind of seeing if you cannot see the truth, you will kill, and you will kill that thing inside of you. There's there's the eternal truth. So, so I guess that was what I got to with. Uh, yeah, it's interesting that it says that he doubts, not finding he doubts, finding the truth, and in doubting, you know, 
I don't think you'd have to necessarily take that he would kill literally. You know, it could be, you know, kill the idea or kill the thought or, you know, get in conflict with you, not necessarily take your life. But anytime there's doubt, there's fear and we start resisting when we doubt. So that's what I was seeing in that was that uh, if, if there's doubt there, 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 you start resisting whatever's going on and you, you're unsure about yourself. Yeah, that's very true. That's really, that is true. How about the next, any other thoughts on that part? I guess it makes me think about like being kind of at cross purposes, you know, putting a big load in a small bag, the small bag won't work for that. But, and the short rope won't work for a deep well. And this power politician, it's not going to work to speak to him as if he were wise because he's not wise. You know, so that makes me think, you know, these, we're trying to use things for the purpose that they're not, they're not for these purposes. Hmm. You know, um, Because it's not like there's anything wrong with the politician being a politician. He's just not a wise man. It's not like there's anything wrong with being a small bag. It's just not something for a big load. And there's nothing wrong with being a short rope. It just is not for drawing from a deep well. That's what it made me think about. Thanks, Kate. If he seeks to understand you, if he looks inside himself, which it looks like he's looking in the right place, <laughs> you know, he's looking within to find the truth you have told him, he cannot find it. And not finding it, he doubts. That would be, have you ever heard about uh, kicking the dog, like trying to get someone to do something they can't do and you keep fussing and fussing on it, but they're not going to behave any different. Uh, it's like a friend of mine, you say, you're just kicking the dog. That's all you're doing. <laughs> Quit kicking the dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, because the dog can't do anything different. The dog is the dog, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just like with a person, we're expecting them to behave differently when they're just behaving like they do. And we're setting ourselves up for disappointment when we do that. When we have expectations that they're going to behave differently. Exactly. So why I don't have expectations of people to behave any differently than they do. Yeah. Doesn't mean I wish, but. Yeah, that's all about expectations, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you judge people for not being like you are. I'm not saying you, you as a person, I'm saying as a, as a whole, we judge people because they're not like us. That's interesting because normally if you're not trained to seek the truth, that you always see the world as you are, not as it is. And yeah. especially with politicians, I think, because you have to be so subjective for you to get your point through, right? So uh, that's interesting. Uh, the one thing that stood out to me was the Chongsa added power to politician. He could have just used politician, but he added power to it, which means he was talking about a smaller subset of politicians, the one who the ones who are interested in power. So 
uh, I feel like he's saying if you try to if you see somebody who is very interested in power, don't try to reason with them because they're not going to react well to it. They're not going to look inside themselves. If they do, they're going to lash out. That's good stuff. Thanks, Drew. Yeah, he didn't like politicians. He was, uh, uh, he says, as if they were a wise man. If they're a power politician, they're not going to be a wise man. That's what he, I think he's saying. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. <laughs> Anything else with uh, that first stanza? Well, does, uh, that just raises a question. Does that mean uh, that Johnson, he was a little presumptuous? I'm sorry? <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean that he was a little presumptuous? Uh, Johnson Lao Tzu was, yeah, a little. Lao Tzu was was a little presumptuous. I thought it was Johnson. Okay. I'm um, sorry, Johnson. Yeah. Uh, well, isn't that a little presumptuous that you say, okay, this is a politician, so yeah, you already have that pre-existing. That's kind of interesting. We got to remember better me to think like that. I think. That China at that time was a very, very political country. Mm-hmm. They were very political, lots of government. Um, so it honestly, buddy, I, I see this happening today with the politicians. It's can just sure. relate to what's going on now. Very similar, very similar, Marla, mm-hmm. from what I read. And I don't think anything changes over the centuries. That's so distraught. I that just just makes me distraught. <laughs> that no, nothing. Well, there's got to be a change in us, you know. It's got to start with us. Mm. And we can't change the politicians. Mm. No, the change has to start with us. Any, anything else on that stanza? Okay. I guess the only other thing I would say is that um, I think it's important that. You know, he ends it with he will kill because I think that kind of brings it out that, you know, if you are trying to go to these cross purposes and treat people how they're not against their true nature, kind of what Marla was saying, it can actually be dangerous to you. You know, it's not just, you know, it's not just fruitless. It can actually be dangerous. Thank you, Kate. I can cite several examples of that, but I won't. Go ahead. <laughs> Should we um, go on? You yeah, know, no. these two really need to be read together. It's, yeah, it's a, I think so, too. Thanks. Well, you want me to go ahead? Yes, please. Have you not heard how a bird from the sea was blown inshore and landed outside the capital of Lu? The prince ordered a solemn reception, offered the seabird wine in a sacred precinct, called for musicians to play the compositions of Shun, slaughtered cattle to nourish it, dazed with symphonies, the unhappy seabird died of despair. How should you treat a bird? As yourself or as a bird? Well, it's a bird, of course. Read the, read the next, uh, just read the rest of it. Okay. With that, and then, then let's talk about it. It, it does kind of, it all goes together. Yeah. Ought, ought not a bird to nest in deep woodland or fly over meadow and marsh? Ought it not to swim on river and pond, feed on eels and fish, fly in formation, in formation with other waterfowl and rest in the reeds? Bad enough for a seabird to be surrounded by men and frightened by their voices 
This was not enough. They killed it with music. Play all the symphonies you like on the marshlands of Thong Ting. The birds will fly away in all directions. The animals will hide, the fish will dive to the bottom, but men will gather around to listen. Water is for fish and air for men. Natures differ and needs with them. Hence the wise men of old did not lay down one measure for all. Comments? Does that mean we've not to interfere with things? Not tend to what? Not interfere with things. Yeah, I was always telling with that. Not get involved in things that we're not supposed to get involved in. Go places we're not supposed to go. Go against our true nature. And that everything has a different nature, right? Mm -hmm. Fish don't need to hear music. Again, the hell played with good intentions, that kind of thing. <laughs> it seems again like we we want to we we seeing the world as we are, and we want to treat it what we think that it wants because that's what we want, right? We want that symphony coming when we're coming through. The, our ego wants that. So, so thinking that we can give that to the bird would just be okay until it kind of says that, nah, that's not really it. We can't mess at all with the, with the scene. It, it does remind me of uh, one of my best friends of 20-something years who maybe once a year or so, he'll complain to me about a gift that he gives to somebody and how poorly that gift was received. So I'll ask him, well, what, what did you give? And he said one of the most recent ones was a really, really expensive bottle of hard to find rare whiskey. And I said, well, you know, this friend of ours who I know, uh, he doesn't like whiskey. Why'd you give it to him? And he said, what's well, the best whiskey? It's the best whiskey. But he doesn't like whiskey. <laughs> don't, don't why? Why give him something you know he doesn't like? I know you like it, but he doesn't. Yeah, that's uh, where it's it's pretty egotistical to think that everyone's going to appreciate what we appreciate and like what we like. And then to get a little ticked off that they don't. Yeah. yeah. Matt, do you have something, sir? Nothing too insightful. Uh, the, the one thing that's been to my mind is a Taoist saying I heard years ago, don't stretch the legs of a duck. Uh, a, a duck is a graceful animal. But yeah, it has short legs. If you stretch a duck's legs, it will be in pain. Don't stretch the legs of a duck. Things are what they are, and they are what they are for a reason. So leave it as it is. Uh, that's what I, I got from that. You know, that bird flew inland for whatever reason. It didn't need to be greeted with all of that pomp. It probably would have just found its way back if it had been left. But somebody wanted to stretch the legs of a duck, as it were, and uh, make it something that it wasn't. It was like that seabird being in the town was like a major thing, and the town was honoured and special because that bird had come there. So they kind of sacrificed the duck's best wishes for their own vanity. Uh, that's what I take from that. Thanks, Matt. That's good. Uh and it says that a bird from the sea was blown inshore. So it was not even its own choice. It was blown by the wind. So I looked through uh, 
Guy Fufang and Jane English's version of Chauncey's uh, inner chapters. I know I'm probably butchering that pronunciation. And I look for some relevant quotes. How about this one? Thou has reality and substance, but no action or form. He can be given, but not received. It is attainable, but invisible. It is its own source and its own root. It existed before heaven and earth and for all eternity. It causes spirits and gods to be divine. It begets heaven and earth. It is above the zenith and yet not high. It is below the lowest point and yet not low. It is born without it is born before heaven and earth, but not long ago. It was there before the oldest antiquity, but is not old. Like finding this middle way. You know, we don't have to take everything and push it to extremes. What Matt said, uh, I really liked about that, you know, this bird was just blown off course. It was not, uh, they killed it with their music. They thought they were honoring the bird. But uh, there's no form there. Other comments? Here's another quote. This is from page 135. Fresh fish thrive in water, men thrive in Tao. Those who thrive in water dart about in the pond and find nourishment there. Those who thrive in Tao work without doing and their nature is realized. Therefore, it is said, fish need to lose themselves in rivers and lakes, and men need to lose themselves in the practice of the Tao. So instead of trying to adapt the fish to what you think, we just need to lose ourselves in what we're doing. It's unusual that we're getting instruction. It's, there's, there's, normally, there's normally suggestions there with the Tao. I think there's very few verses that actually come out and say, look, this is what you should be doing. Whereas this, this one says, you, know, you, you need to do this. Yeah, Man should really be doing this. Yeah, you do not lay down one measure for all. You don't have one measure that everything applies to. It makes me think a little bit about like trying to push my my opinion of thinking I'm right on other people. You know, if I have my view that, you know, this is the right way to do it. This is what you should do. You know, I, I kind of think about it in terms of in recovery with sponsees. You know, I have I give them a suggestion. This is what I think they should do. You know, but they are just suggestions. You know, if that doesn't work for somebody, that doesn't work for them. You know, and that has to be okay. You know, I don't know. I, I have to not be pushy with what... I think is what I don't know. I'm confusing myself kind of. Well, it's a confusing conversation, Kate. I mean, I think you're right. We think that uh, we, we have this filter, these glasses that we're looking at everything through. And if we're not careful, we will judge everyone by what we think. You know, instead of giving them the freedom to find their own way. And I, I also looked at it and applied it to my own 
struggles you know, with addiction, um, you know, trying to trying to force myself into a role that I I can't I can't live. You know, I have lots of friends who can you know just have a drink or have a smoke or something. Um, and still live really successful lives and have, you know, good social life and mental health and all that. Uh, and they don't, they don't get addicted, but, you know, I do. If I try to tell myself, well, I can live their life. I can, you know, just have one and I won't want any more for the rest of the week. That's that, that's where I get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's, I got, have one more quote here from, uh, from Chance of the Inner Chapters. Um, Yan Hugh said, I am making progress. Confucius asked, in what way? And Hugh said, I have given up doing good and being right. Confucius said, very good, but that is not quite enough. Another day, Yan Hugh saw Confucius and said, I am making progress. Confucius asked, in what way? And Hugh said, I have given up ceremony and music. Confucius said, very good, but that is not quite enough. Another day, Yanhu saw Confucius again and said, I am making progress. Confucius said, in what way? Yanhu said, I just sit and forget. Confucius was startled and asked, what do you mean by sitting and forgetting? Yanhu said, I am not attached to the body and I give up any idea of knowing. By freeing myself from the body and mind, I become one with the infinite. This is what I mean by sitting and forgetting. Confucius said, when there is oneness, there is no preferences. When there is change, there is no constancy. If you have really attained this, then let me become your pupil. Mm. I get a pew. Yeah. No, that was that was wonderful. Mm. I got chills from that one, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah, totally. I just sit and forget. These guys are doing the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not attached to the body and I give up any idea of knowing any idea of knowing by freeing myself from the body and mind. I become one with the infinite. That's what I mean by sitting and forgetting. That's what I see as Zen as meditation. Is is that phrase there? Just sitting, just sitting. Yeah, just being there. Not even. Just observing. Yeah, it's hard to do. You know, if you look at this story and think about that, that would have been the what I would think would be the proper response to this. Okay, the bird blew in. Well, if you needed to help the bird and put the bird in a marsh or wherever and or just leave the bird alone, you know, what, whatever you needed to do, not uh, use the bird, not, not apply your life to the bird. Can we apply that to our children too? We sure could. <laughs> Cause they're really who we're doing this all for. Mm. It reminds me of that old phrase. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. You know, creating solutions for problems that don't exist just creates more problems usually did the people have doubt in some way i'm thinking about how that first phrase applies to the second or to the rest did they have 
did they look within and could not find the truth of the bird, so they ended up killing the bird? That sounds right. The bird the died. Bird, or the bird committed suicide. <laughs> the bird apparently didn't like Beethoven. It did not. <laughs> Something else, and maybe. <laughs> he kept playing Beethoven's ninth over and over and over mm. and just kill himself. <laughs> Edit that out, buddy. <laughs> Why? Okay. Yeah, that's, but really, birds have different needs, and it says here that natures differ, so needs differ. And if you want to apply it to children, Marla, it really is applicable because Every human being has different needs. I mean, how many times your kids have things that are broken as they grow up, you know, and even in adulthood, you can't go and fix them. You have to give them space to figure that out for themselves. Yeah. And if if we continue to try, we end up harming them more than helping them. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of, of parents who, you know, if, if their child happens to be gay and they have a hard time with it. And, the, you know, that that's like parents trying to go against their child's true nature. Kind well, of disturbs me a little bit. Yeah, me too. And that's what right. brings us to mind. It's like, that's the kid's true nature. Honor it. I, I was thinking about my kids having, if they have financial issues, not jumping right in and fixing their issues for them, letting them figure out how to fix that for themselves. Uh, if they have a grandparent that has a little money that tries to help them all the time, how detrimental that can be rather than helpful. That's Grand the kind of thing I was thinking. Grandparents, uh, yeah, don't understand all the time. I heard that one in uh, in recovery, actually, from a speaker. And, and I think it was somebody outside the program that worked at a recovery center that said something. You know, if I could give you the gift of recovery, I would not, because that would rob you of your journey. So, so you have to go through these to find your way and to find your lowest point saying, oh, yeah, I really am different. I can't do this. I can't drink like others. I saw this bumper sticker, and I was in recording to what Drew was saying with recovery there, that uh, I try to be normal so many times, and, and it sucks on different kind of levels every time. <laughs> I, I just can't do that. <laughs> doesn't work with us mm. it's our true nature is it can, yes can you can say that that we have a different nature right that will kill us if we try to be normal and you actually still have those friends if you are relating it to to uh to uh to uh, addiction and, and and alcoholism that's saying hey why just drink you just stop when you're done oh really <laughs> that's so that will kill us if, if we're trying to uh to be like that enabling, that enabling thinking, you know, they may have thought they were doing an honor for the bird, mm -hmm. but they ended up killing the bird. It, it sounded like they had good intentions. They were yeah. feeding it, you know, positive things, according to humans. Yeah. yeah. But like the good, there was good intent. It was well-intentioned. Goes back to the road to hell being paved with those good intentions, right? How many times have we seen that? Hmm. And it really is in the struggle that we learn. You know, it's in that um, misery that we find it. 
or that's the way it was for me. That's why, you know, a lot of people, I mentioned this in a meeting a while back and someone said, I'm not sure if I'm an alcoholic or not. I said, maybe you need to go drink some more. (laughs) And everybody freaked out. (laughs) They freaked out. Oh my God, you can't say that. I said, I can say that. I said, because the only thing that convinces you is alcohol. There's no other way to convince you other than to drink more. That's it. And the book actually advocates that. So, you know, it's not a, I'm not saying they should, you know, go out and drink the rest of their life, but they need to know whether they need to be convinced, need to be convinced. And it's unfortunate we don't have a shortcut, but we don't. What was I told you, Craig? What was it? I told you I'd spot you 20 for your, for, (laughs) for a bottle if you needed it. It was something like that, yeah. We were in um, we, we have monthly meetings with my sponsors. We all get together and we, we talk. We, we're doing this step work, so once a month, and we were talking away, and it was kind of I don't know if Buddy was kind of getting at somebody else that he hadn't really met before, and he didn't want to take a pop at him, so he took a pop at me instead. <laughs> He's like, "Look, if you're really struggling, Craig, then." <laughs> Give me your bank details and I'll pay you probably twenty dollars and you can just go just go and drink on me and just let me know how you get on. <laughs> the guys the guys were so taken aback the fact that you would see something like that. But then you think to yourself, look, it's true. Mm. It, it really is true. You know we, we can help you out. Mm. I wouldn't know I wouldn't know want as much as twenty dollars right now. I would have gave you ten, but call me miserable. But it's it's, it's, the, it's the principle that said, you know, yeah, you know, you have to be you have to be sure of what you do. But it takes the power away from it. You know, it's yep. not the fact that we have to avoid alcohol. It's that it loses its power. So now what happens is every time every time we're sat in one of these meeting buddy turns up, they'll sit up straight and they're all like... <laughs> and I'm going to say to the guys, why is all wearing a shirt and tie? So it's just because buddy turns up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not that bad. But it really is true, though. We have to find, We have to allow people the freedom to find their way. Absolutely. Yeah. And let them abide in their own true nature as soon as they figure out what that is. Mm. And it can be so difficult, especially for people you love, you know, because you want them, because if they would just do what you say and what you think, they would have a much better life. But that's not possible. But you have to stop yourself from thinking that. Stop exactly. it when, you, when you're starting thinking, like, oh, my daughter should be. I stop myself, like no, no, she's Don't doing shoot it all over them. No, no didn't, she, didn't we talk about this? We, we talked about this either last week or the week before, and it was sometimes the, the sometimes the right thing to do is just do nothing. Let Most of the time, it's right. usually the right. Thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let, just let people go through what they have to go through to get to where they want to be. I have to do it. They solicit your advice. You know, don't offer unsolicited advice. Well, in all fairness, I wouldn't listen to anybody else's advice. Hmm. So I think I think me sitting down and preaching to somebody is probably the, the, the worst thing to do because I wouldn't listen. I wouldn't listen to anybody else. So I, I had to get to I had to get to my own level of surrender. Did you like that, buddy? I had to get to my own level of surrender. That's good. Plus, if we're so busy worrying about what other people should and shouldn't be doing, we're not really looking inward at ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we're so busy in other people's business. And there's no Shame. humility there. Yeah, no, it's, shining, it's, it's shining the light in everybody else. Take, it's it's taking, taking our attention away from what we should be doing. Today I find it's best 
best thing that or that alcoholism is the best thing that happened to me. This proves I don't know what's good for me. And if I don't know what's good for me, then I don't know what's good or bad for you or for anyone. So I'm better off if I don't give advice, don't figure I know what's best and just accept life on life's terms as it is today, especially my own life as it actually is. That's 418 in the fourth edition of the big book. But isn't that really true? And I think this last quote that I quoted, I just sit and forget. Finally got down. I quit. First, I gave up good and bad. And then I gave up all the ceremony and the religiosity about my life. And they said, that's not quite enough. And he said, okay, finally. He said, okay, I just sit and forget. He came to the same realization, you know. I don't know what's good for you or bad for you. And I certainly don't know what's, if I don't know what's good for me, I don't know what's good for you. So I'm better off not, not saying a word. putting my fingers in your business. None of my business. And what I do is none of your business. Isn't that all? I forget his name, the guy who wrote Sermon of the Mount. Help me out here. I always forget. <laughs> yes, Foxworth. <laughs> Uh, so he said, when he says blessed is the peacemakers, it's not like you're going in and create peace like we, we, we're used to with the UN going into to fire zones of the world. But the peacemakers are people that have had peace in themselves. And that's kind of how, how we work, right? It's an inside job. It really is. I think our part is to just open our heart and just uh, be available. You know, I've, I've got a good friend that I've seen him at funerals and he's a talker and he knows, but he goes to a funeral and it's like he changes. Like he just pats him on the back and just loves him. Doesn't say a word, just stands there with him, just loves on him. And I watched that with him. It's totally against his nature because he's, he's a fixer except in this situation. And and he learned that years ago. So, and it's the same kind of thing, Dennis. It's what you're talking about is, you know, we just, open our heart and we're just available. Mm. You know, that's what I try to do. I, I think about that every time I get in a situation, hmm, I'm trying to fix this. I need to stop. I'm just sending them love. And if there's something for me to do, it just bubbles up without any effort, without any control. You know, if there's something for me to do, if there's not, then I just do nothing. I, I'd like to just pop in if I could. Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm an alcoholic. I forget whether we say that in this meeting or not. Uh, anyway, I said it. Um, talking about true nature, I find it's a strange one because I spend an awful lot of my day. I hand my power over to my higher power as I understand her. I to, to the care of my higher power, and I ask for release from my defects. So I spend an awful lot of the day not being in my true nature but being in my true better nature and it's funny because when I did my fourth step and looked at my character at defects um, I was quite surprised by how long this was to be honest uh, you know, I, I thought it was going to have maybe have a couple uh, I was a bit too patient and a bit too tolerant <laughs> uh, but no no. Uh, yeah, I ticked all, all seven boxes of the seven deadly sins and uh, and loads, of, loads of other things. Um, but I can look back to my childhood. 
I think what my nature was like as a child, and Vidal often talks about returning to a childlike state. And all of my character defects were there as a child, apart from one, and that was the anger. Um, I was not an angry child, but I was an angry alcoholic. And I, 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 I bless the full step for having freed me from that because it made me realise in these situations where people had harmed me, I put myself in one of those situations. But back to the, the nature, I spend a, a lot of my day trying to be the person I want to be rather than in recovery, I know I, I only have a daily a reprieve scratch from the surface and the old bastard is still there. So I, I have to be very careful, which is why I take my spiritual side very, very seriously, because if I keep that good and strong, I know I'm putting myself in the best possible position. If I start to let that awaken, I start to let what has become my true nature through more I'm in trouble, so I don't know. Not quite sure what that's got to do with the price of fish right now, or the price of seabirds. Uh, uh, that's it, I think. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's what happens as we, as we walk this walk, we get our true nature starts showing. You know, this uh, this down nature that's within us. I think starts really shining. If, you know, as we surrender our life, like Craig was talking about. Yeah, good. Any other comments, guys, before we close? You're ending with, with the surrender, which is very big in our program. I, uh, I've learned to do that in everyday situation now, even in, when, you're, when you're dealing with co- difficult customers and all that, just surrender, well, that's what you want, and, and then try to appease them without being a people pleaser, knowing where... Where the thing is, but it's a funny thing. This kid gave me oil paint instead of water-based paint, and it ruined my my stuff. And I, I the struggle was not that big that I had to curse it out anymore. Because see, oh, here it is. Well, then I just got to do this instead. Instead of spending all that energy by fighting all this dumb whatever, and then go down that rabbit hole instead of saying, oh, this is just what happened. Let me just find another tool for that, and then move on with acceptance. Then that's that's actually pretty big. Couldn't have done that without this. So it's all acceptance, really. Yeah. Yes, yes, it is. Acceptance of everything. People are different, look different, behave different. I learned the best tool for acceptance from my my Zen friends, which amazed me that I learned this from them. When there's something I can't accept, um I will I learned as they say. You know, I would not change this person. Let's say it's someone that's aggravating us. I would not change that person even if I could. And or I wouldn't change this situation. I wouldn't speed that driver up. I wouldn't have gotten the right paint. Then it's the situation. I wouldn't have gotten the right paint even if I could. If I could have changed that situation, I would not change it. And man, that is so counter to what I really want. But when I start with that, when it bothers me, I start changing. It's like the resentment prayer on five, what, 552, 551, 552, that 
You know, we, we pray for them, even if it's empty words and we don't mean it. We don't believe it's going to work. We say it anyway. Same kind of thing for me. So I've learned to use that when I have an unacceptable situation. I would say, you know, I would not change that even if I could say what it is. You know, it's it grades on me so much to have to do that. But every time it gets a little lighter and a little lighter and a little lighter. Huge tool I've learned recently. In, in that case, I'll say that's the only place where I can see that, that it really benefits to do that fake it as you make it, fake it mm-hmm. until you make it, because it, that does gradually become better. You learn to, to change your behaviors, right? Because that, o- o- otherwise, I'll say you got to be you 100%, even that is the you you don't like. But, but uh, Well, we really do, Dennis, act our way into right thinking. That's, yeah. And That's actually, really the, fun, <laughs> the funny thing about to end the story with that paint, there was the, the, the woman didn't like the paint that I chose and I was willing to. That is totally OK. I'll just go get you another one. You, you let me know what color it is. You buy it and I put it on and there's no charge at all. And then she ended up ending the liking the color anyway. Hmm. Isn't that funny when I just accept things as they are and I'm willing to do whatever she wants? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good to have everyone. And uh If I don't talk to you, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.